coming to you from a cozy little condo high atop old Fort Ward, Atlanta. Welcome, Welcome to The Ron Show on America One Radio. Here's your host, Ron Roberts. And a happy Friday to you as we head into, well, uh, will it be a long weekend? See, here in Georgia, y'all, college football reigns supreme and the University of Georgia plays Monday night. Kickoff at 7.30 p.m. From Los Angeles, as we mentioned yesterday, where in evil California, evil communist California, tailgating has been banned. <laughs> at that specific venue, at that specific game, tailgating has been venued. Uh, we went over this quite a bit yesterday. Brian Kemp is just apoplectic and has promised that there will be tailgating at the 2025 National Championship game here in Atlanta at Mercedes-Benz Stadium. I just can't wait to see where he's going to mark off green space for that to happen because there's no green space around Mercedes-Benz Stadium anymore. I think um, Centennial Olympic Park's the closest, and they don't like people, you know, staking tents into the ground there. So the State House, he offered uh, state capital grounds. We'll see how that works. It's a bit far from where the game is being held, but anyway, we covered that at great length yesterday. I guess what I'm saying is don't expect a whole lot of work to get done on Monday as uh, the University of Georgia is set to play to win their hopefully second in a row national football title against the TCU, Texas Christian University Horned Frogs. There's a lot of history between those two teams, by the way. Georgia and TCU played in 1980, the, the, uh, the, the first time in modern history that Georgia had won the national championship. They played that season. And, um, uh, Kirby Smart's first bowl win came at the expense of Texas Christian University as well. How's that for a little history? I know this is a political show. You came here to listen to me talk politics, and we've got plenty to discuss. The next, the most recent failed vote for Kevin McCarthy to earn the role of Speaker of the House. And uh, as we go to tape here, it looks like they've just voted to adjourn. So we may have a national football champion before we have a Speaker of the House. And we've covered a, a, at great length uh, here on the show why it's not really all that big a deal for us uh, on the left because uh, Madam Nancy got that omnibus spending package pushed through uh, before the end of the year and in the into the lame duck session. There's also one other thing to keep in mind here. After the speaker vote, whenever we do finally get a speaker of the House, the House will then have to approve a rules package. And there's a lot of talk that moderate Republicans have been talking about teaming up with Democrats who we've seen all this week have been united, 212 strong for Hakeem Jeffries. Anyway, moderate Republicans, Democrats could be teaming up to shoot down any action by that Freedom Caucus of crazies uh, on the right, the Lauren Boebert, Matt Gates uh, cabal that has kept Kevin McCarthy from winning the Speaker of the House vote. So it could be quite possible that the rules fight goes on a lot longer than the fight over speaker. And again, this is not a bad thing for those of us on the left. We got our omnibus spending package pushed through in the lame duck last month, and we're set to go for a good while. Won't even be talking about uh, 2024 budget until, I don't know, October. Let, let Let them do this. Let them gum up the works, at least until we get to the debt ceiling. The debt ceiling is actually the next thing I'd like to discuss because I, I think uh, my, my friend Jay Bookman, who is a, a frequent guest on the show, 
uh, made some pretty salient points when he was uh, predicting what he thinks is going to go down uh, with regards to that. And I want to pull up his tweet and share that with you real quick. Um, tried to get him on, but uh, I actually hit him up kind of late. So it's my fault there. Um, what did he say? Oh, and then we got to talk about the Matt Schlapp flap. Have you heard about this? Matt Schlapp is a uh, big wheeler and dealer uh, of influence um, on the conservative end. And he's been accused of fondling a male Herschel Walker campaign staffer who is nameless. Remember every time one of Herschel Walker's accusers would come forward and be nameless or faceless, that was the the, the, the pushback from the right. Oh, well, how do we know? We can't trust. Uh, this could be anybody. Is it different now that it's a guy, even though it's targeting a conservative? Hmm, we'll see. So here's the Jay Bookman tweet that I wanted to get to that uh, sort of points out what I think is a pretty likely future for the House of Representatives. Jay writes, there's no way that anti-nihilist House Republicans, those not intent on burning the whole thing down, can turn to Democrats for votes and electing McCarthy or anyone else a speaker. Yes, that moment is going to come. We're just not there yet. Here's his prediction, he says. Under current trends, we're expected to hit the debt ceiling by late summer. I pointed that out. If Congress doesn't act, the government then goes into default on its debt and the resulting economic chaos would be enormously painful. Brexit times 1,000. Avoiding that calamity will require compromise. Mm, Republicans don't like that word. Compromise with the Democrats. Compromise with the Biden White House. Compromise with the Senate and Mitch McConnell. The Republican nihilist and Fox News won't allow such compromise. They won't allow a GOP speaker to bring such a compromise to the House floor for a vote. They will do exactly what they're doing now, making extremely unreasonable demands and threatening Armageddon if they don't get their way. Clearly, blackmail works with the spineless McCarthy. It won't work with Biden, McConnell, the Senate, and Democrats. At that point, the motion to vacate comes into play. That's the one they. That's one of the things they've been uh, bargaining for with McCarthy. Uh, the nihilists have demanded the power to call a vote for removing the speaker whenever they want, as a way to keep whoever speaker on a short leash that they hold. But other people can use and grab that leash too. When the nihilist refuse to compromise, when Speaker McCarthy, Scalise, Stefanik, or whoever refuses to bring a bill to the floor, and we're about to go over the brink. Someone will make the motion to vacate, and a coalition of D's and anti-nihilist R's will elect a new speaker. That new speaker, a Republican, will put a compromise bill on the floor to raise or even eliminate the debt ceiling, and catastrophe will be averted. Or not, but of all the scenarios at play, this seems the most plausible. I concur, sir. Now, closer to home, one Republican did flip from the group of 20 that had been holding out. And that would be uh, Athens Republican Andrew Clyde. So Kevin McCarthy, the last time we got a whip vote here, uh, about an hour ago, well, two hours ago by the time we air, uh, a total of 214 votes for Kevin McCarthy to be Speaker of the House. And that actually was the first time he got more votes than Democrat Hakeem Jeffries, who got to 11. You'll notice, by the way, that there is one peel-off in Hakeem Jeffries' vote total. Apparently, we got a Democrat who had to go do something or be somewhere else uh, during the day-to-day. We've seen a lot more peel-off of that on the Republican side, however. And because the last vote was not a success, despite all this talk of a deal with Chip Roy negotiating this deal, now we're heading into the weekend, and there could be more peel-off. We'll be uh, we'll be keeping an eye on that. And, and you know that—well, I don't know that you know this. You would think that 
like Kevin McCarthy, who has been House Speaker before and wants to be House Speaker again, would be counting votes before going to a vote. But um, we've seen for 12 times now over the course of four days that he obviously does not do that before going to vote. I was talking with some friends of mine at lunch today about this, and uh, yeah, believe it or not, we actually talked about this at lunch today. I mean, we talked about some real juicy stuff with one of our uh, lunchmates, but yeah, that's another story that I'm not going to share with you because I don't have their permission. Come on. It was juicy. Now, anyway, we were talking at lunch today about how quirky this is that you're not even sworn in to serve in the House of Representatives yet, but you're voting on who the House Speaker would be. It is kind of quirky the way this plays out, right? Like, this should be Nancy Pelosi's last act, swearing in the new class of representatives before she steps aside, so that then the folks who are sworn in can vote for House Speaker. And and I'll tell you why this is kind of really goofy right now. Nobody who is newly elected, actually none of them are getting a paycheck right now. There'll be no pay. You're not, you're not technically sworn in. Can't pay for something you haven't sworn in to do. So. Nobody's getting paid for this session of the House of Representatives until there's a House Speaker to then swear these folks in. So at some point in time, this could be a little bit like the Hunger Games. <laughs> I mean, not to the death, but you know, like, um, who really needs to pay their light bill fastest? It could be real interesting to watch and see if there are any more folks who peel off and say, all right, I give in. All right, I'm, I'm tapping out. I, you know, rent's due, uh, child support's due about to turn my lights off, something, you know? And uh, I, I would point out, by the way, that the newest member of the House of Representatives from Florida happens to be Maxwell Frost. He's one of the Parkland shooting survivors, you'll recall. And he doesn't have money for a place to rent to actually serve in Congress, where Congress is housed, of course. So he notably is couch surfing with friends and colleagues, I guess, until he has that first paycheck that he can afford to go put a first and last month's rent deposit down. <laughs> so if you don't think being a, you know, a member of the House of Representatives is a slice of reality, remember, poor old Maxwell Frost is probably sleeping on a couch this weekend. Oddly enough, I was watching some West Wing marathon on HLN last weekend. In between the West Wing and House of Cards, I used to think that was really good political scripted television, and now it's all... Between this and what we've endured the last six, seven years with the ascendancy and descendancy of the MAGA movement and Donald Trump, those scriptwriters are going to have to up their game if they're ever going to revive the West Wing or House of Cards. I'm just saying. All right, the Matt Schlapp Flap next. Moron Show on America One Radio next. Oh, hey, you're still here. Hey, that's cool. Thanks for sticking around. Not only am I host of The Ron Show, I'm also Ron Roberts, real estate agent slash realtor with eXp Realty. That's right. I help folks buy and sell residential real estate in and around Metro Atlanta. And we've been through a crazy couple of years, have we not? Between COVID, the post-COVID market, the craziness, you could throw an open house on a souped-up tool shed and you would have cars lined around the block to come in and see it and throw an offer well over asking price. Well, those days are no longer a part of us and interest rates are a little higher than they were before. But I must say, it's still a great time to either buy or sell or both real estate, residential real estate in Metro Atlanta. Why buy? I tell tenuous buyers all the time, if you are renting right now, 
You are paying someone else's retirement accounts your money, and it might as well go to you. The cost of housing in Atlanta is not going to get cheaper. The population is going to continue to grow well into the 2040s, with nearly a million and a half new residents expected to come here. So you better get a house sooner rather than later. And if you can afford to buy an investment property, now if you already own your home, why not buy one nearby you as well and create some additional income that could be your retirement savings and you get to choose one of your new neighbors. Now, if you're thinking about selling, but you're thinking, oh man, I really missed out on that huge market in the past summer or two. Okay, yeah, sure. But the values aren't dropping. So you still got plenty you've earned just by owning what you're in and need to sell soon. Got questions? Feel free to hit me up. 843-283-0078 or email me ron at rononthereal.com. Georgia MLS 396-720. Website rononthereal.com. That's me, Ron Roberts with EXP Realty.